Hello all, welcome back. I'm Aaron Wogelinter, and I'm here with my co-host, Rabbi Wogelinter, a.k.a. The Father. And this is Around the Shabbos Table. Don't worry, Shabbos was not desecrated in any way, shape, or form in the production of this show. As always, we are a production of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. You can go check us out on intentionaljew.com. And now, come join us around the Shabbos table. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Around the Shabbos Table, I am Aaron Wogelinter, your host, with my co-host, Rabbi Wogelinter, a.k.a. The Father. Haven't done that in a while. Feels good to get that back out. Um, last week, we discussed, we'll jump right into it this week again. The last week, we were discussing Avram Avinu and the concept of outreach, the concept of the um, the way, really, and the, the theories that he had behind his outreach and what he did um, and why he did it. And we came out with the fact that he loved Hashem. And he loved people. And when you love Hashem, you love people, you want to look out for them and give them what they don't have, what they're lacking. Avram felt so strongly this spiritual lacking of people, and he wanted to bring that back to them. So that's a concept that we sort of hashed out last week, and it's also very practical and also very theoretical at the same time. But this week we want to sort of start with a question to get you to think and to get me to think Um and so, so I, I, you know, I pass it over to you, Daddy, to just give us, start off with, with uh, a question to think about, some food for thought. Okay, I want to develop something, and then I'm going to throw it out as a food to thought thing. The, um, the very beautiful medrash that Paro had three advisors. He had Yisro, he had Bilam, and he had Eov. So when he came up with his plan of destroying the Jewish people, so Yisrael was very uncomfortable, and, and he said, I, I could never participate in this. He picked himself up, and he ran away. Medrash tells us that he, he was rewarded handsomely for this, besides the fact that he had grandchildren that were sitting in the Lishkazagazis and the Chamber of Hewn Stone in the Sanhedrin, but he also ended up with a, with a son-in-law like Moshe, and he also ended up with a, a parasha in the Torah with his name. Meidoch Gisa, from the other side, we have... Um, Bilam, that Bilam, it was almost like surprised that that was that was it. Like that's what we're doing. Like Bilam was really was really into it. He bought into the whole program, and he was bought into the program of destroying the Jews. And Bilam ended up getting destroyed by the Jews. Eov was the guy in the middle. Eov unquestionably, Job, right, the famous Job, unquestionably was totally against such a such an idea. But Eov felt that he, he couldn't say anything. He was quiet. And the Talmud says, because he was quiet, that's why he suffered through the way he did. There's, a, there's another Midrashic statement that says that God gave him boils and said to him, um, so, so, so he started to, to cry. It, was, it, it hurt. Gave Eov boils. Yeah. So, so he started to cry. So he said, so what, what, are, you, so what, are, you, what are you crying for? Because it hurts. So he said, but Eov, you, you can't do anything. You can't change anything. What's the, what's the crying going to do? 
I said, well, I'm crying because it hurts. He said, that's exactly the point. When, when something hurts, you have to cry. And the time on Eov wasn't that he didn't pick himself up and run away. It wasn't that he didn't stand up and protest, but at least cry. I remember when they were um, throwing out the Jews from Gaza. And there was some talk that politically it was a necessary move. And, and as, as horrific as it was, it was a necessary move. People were, people were banging on the soldiers and on the policemen and on, on the, the, you know, the, blacks, the, the, the black suit guys that were throwing people at. And, and they were following orders and, and doing what they were, what they, they were employed by the government and they had to do what they had to do. So somebody said that there's no question they have to do what they have to do. You're in the military, you have to do what the military says, and if they say throw them out, you don't have a choice. But it should be with a, with a cry. It should be with a kvetch. Not just with a sense of, you know, reporting for duty. It has to be a sense of kvetch. I'm wondering why we need a whole thing called Kirov professionals, why we need Kirov movements, why we need people. When you ask people, what do you want to do with your life? I want to go into Kirov. I love doing Kirov. Why is there such a thing called Kirov? Why isn't there a thing called Jews that are looking out to Jews and that are just broken and crying over the fact that there are people that don't know the Rebunish Lenin. Why aren't I so excited about what I do that it's not that you know I, I want to I, I, I want to make you religious also. I want to share with you the beauty that I have. I want to share with you the beauty of my Shabbos. I want to share with you the beauty of my family. I want to share with you all of the amazing things that I have that the Rebunish Lenin gave us through his Torah. I want to share them with you. And I'm, and I'm in pain. I'm crying over the fact that, that, that you don't have them. Because it's not just that you're missing something in your life, but you're, 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 you're committing, you're doing something against the Rebunish Lelem. Rebunish put Shabbos, Kedusha Shabbos, into the world. When somebody's driving on Shabbos, you're, you're, you're taking away, you're impairing the Kedusha Shabbos. Why don't I feel enough about Shabbos, about the Rebunish Lelem, about your Neshama, to, to that, that this becomes almost a centerpiece of my life, whether I'm in, and we mentioned this a little bit last week, but whether I'm in the workplace or whether I'm in, I'm in my shul or whether I'm just in my neighborhood, why aren't I reaching out to, to other people without being a professional, without getting any money for it, without, without saying that this is my job? Why aren't I feeling that? And when I started to think about it, as I mentioned to you, when I started to think about it, then I, I said, you know, we go to the Kotel. So in the Kotel, we have a halacha that you have to tear kriya, you have to rip. And um, if you haven't seen it for 30 days, you have to tear kriya. We do. We look at the halacha, we say, do I really have to do it? And then we try to figure out, maybe I'll go on a Friday, this way I won't have to do it. And, and you know, much says Shabbos, you don't have to do it. And maybe, maybe you don't, you know, and then and I come up with myths of times when I think you don't have to do it, but really do have to do it. And maybe if I sell you my clothes, so then they're not my clothes, so then I can't really tear them. Why aren't we standing by the castle? To, with tears, with tears coming down our eyes, saying, "This is where this is this is where the mikdash was." Why, when we go to the to the Has Promenade and we look over and we see the the whole thing, or you stand up in a place by by um, 
by, by Hebrew University, and you look over and you see mamish the, the footprint of the Makam Amikdash, why aren't we broken? Now, the first experience that I ever had with that was with somebody whose granddaughter I'm teaching actually in seminary. is very interesting. <laughs> was with 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 uh, Araveli Tatelbaum, and and what was amazing to me was that that when he looked at, it, he just burst out crying. And he's he, he was run, he's been running tours at that point in his life. He had been doing it for 20, 30 years already, and and he just burst out crying. Why aren't we like that? What's missing? So I'm not asking a question really about Kirov. I'm asking a question about our our connection to our our emotional connection. What has happened to us? Right, and the the the, the fact that the two questions are coming back to back really just says that um, Kirov, at its source, with Avram Avinu, but for us, is an expression of our love of God and our love of what we're doing. You, I, I, I think if you simplify it to that and and. I could take we could take heat for this, but I think if you simplify it to that, you you don't need initiatives. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say specific things. Like I don't think you need an initiative to teach people how to do Kiruv. Maybe Kiruv you need to teach people. But to teach people how to be nice, to teach people how to be kind, to teach people how to make an invite and break the ice and have somebody over for a Shabbos meal. I don't think you really need to teach anybody that. I don't think you need a professional for that. Well, I think I think you do, and I think that's the problem. In other words, I think they're holding in such a place that it's not natural to us. Oh, you're saying today we need? Yeah. But I'm saying at its core, if you simplify Kiro, no. so then you don't. Correct. What do you What do you need to? Let me teach you how to have somebody who's less observant at your Shabbos table. What? You, you, okay, so you're going to teach me how to be a normal human being? Okay, great. I'm in. But what do I need it for? Because again, if the if the if the premise of Kirov is I love Hashem and I love my mitzvahs and I love the people that I want to help, then I, I don't really know why why we need that. Um, now I do understand that there are people. With this being said, so to lessen the heat on us or on me, but I I understand that if you're going to do this full time, you're going to give your entire life for it. Be Moshe nefesh. To, to, to do outreach um, there's also a second thought on it on what, what outreach is today uh, like post holocaust outreach or American outreach is and my father-in-law once explained this to me he said there's, there's different types of, of Kirov there's people who, people who set up a Shabbos table and set up learning and say you know anybody who needs come and, and we have a community and we have we have good things and events, and, and it's important. But there's people who won't even hear that message. And there's people who are, you know, being, I guess, being, being put onto a train and being shipped away into, like, American assimilation, into nothingness and in terms of spirituality. And somebody's got to be there and stand on the side and just grab them off the train. And for that, you need somebody who's really being Meister Nefesh, their, their time and energy. And perhaps you need to teach them you know, you got to teach them, for the mushal's sake, you have to teach them where the train is and where it goes and what hours it leaves, and you have to teach them how and where and what. I can understand that. I can understand that also. I can understand if, if there's two parts of, of outreach. But to teach me how to have somebody at my Shabbos meal, because I'm religious and they're not, I think is is lacking in, A, what you're saying, in my, and I'm going to add something also, A, it's lacking in, do I cry by the Kaisal? Do I care what's going on? 
am I connected to the Rebbeinu Shalom at all? That's one. But I also think, um, and this is this might be also contentious, but I also think that it's related to how we relate to people who are not religious. As a Jewish community, we we we've created a, a system of good and bad um, that sometimes is hard to see past, and we 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 might convince ourselves that you know somebody. I'm talking about the Jewish community as a whole, and I think that if we can break this and say everyone is the same. Some people keep Shabbos and some people don't. Now there's a playing field where, so I can invite you because I'm, I'm not degrading you by inviting you to my Shabbos meal. I'm giving you opportunities. It's awesome. Just like it would be cool if, you, if there were no halachic boundaries that you, you, you can invite me to your parties. That would be awesome to experience. Why not? There is a section of our world of the Orthodox world that is petrified of that word Kirov. And and it's an anathema to them. They, they well, don't I, I, I am also, but I think for a lot of me time, I don't think for the same reason. So explain right. yourself and then, well, so, so what the, do you think or what have you experienced was the apprehension towards the word Kirov? So so the apprehension is because I can't judge you. And and I can't I can't judge that what you're doing is bad. And that at the end of the day, if I unfold this more, and I'll take heed for this one, but, but at the end of the day, there are many pathways to God. And there's you know, orthodox strict observance, there's less observance, there's non-observance, there's you know, a loving Israel. There are many pathways, and all of them are good and acceptable. They're all good and acceptable. It's not, you, you don't have it any better than, than, than anyone else. You have your way, which seems to conform to the Torah, they have their way, which doesn't seem to conform to the Torah. So it's why a classic are you halachic, uh, literature? Right, so, so correct. So, so why are you trying to convince them to keep to keep Judaism like you do? They're keeping Judaism like they do. So there, there is no, there's no room to say that 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 what you, you are you are a wonderful Jew, but you're doing something wrong, and that and that you're that you're doing something wrong. A, you're missing something amazing in your life. B, you're you're bringing negative energy into our world, and C, you're you're hurting our father. Right, it's those the, it's it's the um, right the the issue of being able to identify truth, an objective truth, and identify MS and truth, and that's where perhaps sometimes we um, we we fall on that and we say everybody's true, this is your truth, in a sense, right. So I think the reason that that's happened is because we live in a world, especially in America, we live oh, in a world yeah. that that is that that is now spending so much time on that, that that's that that's really a center a center core, the theme of of morality and ethics is that that, that there are many many different types and that you have to be able to accept everybody and being being an ethical person being a moral person is exactly. accepting the fact that there are many ways to skin the cat. We don't. That's you know. That's that's a pluralistic, a pluralistic view of, of the world. We don't have that by definition. We don't have that. We don't. But but that doesn't mean that I can throw a stone at you. But what that means is is that I cannot accept. I can't accept internally, not externally. Externally is a different story. But internally, I can't accept that this is okay. If it's not okay, then I have to do something about it. Right. I love I love spectrums and like a, a linear a linear way of looking at it. So if you see that 
um, if you sort of take, we both mentioned two sides of a, of a coin. And I think we, what we really want to fall is in the middle. We said that there are those from perhaps um, there's, a, there's a worldview that doesn't allow us to appreciate Kirov. There's two worldviews that don't allow us to appreciate Kirov. On one side, it's you don't keep Shabbos. I can't, I, it's, it's too strong of a line. I can't accept you. You can't keep Shabbos. You're not a good person because you don't keep Shabbos. And that's not true. But that might be a worldview that, that could hurt the, ability, the opportunity, the ability for an individual to engage in Kirov or in, in outreach. Um, and on the other side, there are those that there is no line. And you're right. You're true. You don't keep Shabbos. That's okay because that's, that's what you want to do. So either one of those worldviews is going to affect here um, how, we, how we engage, how we relate to, to outreach in Judaism. And also, just back to your point, also how we relate to our own Judaism. Because if our own Judaism is, on the one hand, I'm only doing it so that I'm always right, it's not so connected here. And if it's, there's other choices out there, and I can do anything that anybody's doing, and I choose, I'm going to do this one. Those are not very strongly connected. So it, it's all of this, pardon the pun here, but is to, to stay connected um, to our Judaism helps us understand how we A, relate to other people who keep Judaism perhaps differently than us, and how, we, how then we relate to um, the opportunities we can provide for them. Yeah. So I just like seeing that on a on right. a scale kind of thing where what we're what we're suggesting and prescribing here is somewhere right in the middle. And we can now define that more. What what is it? So what is good? Or unless you want to spend more time on what, what some of the negative things you've seen and Yeah, but I just wanna I, I, I wanna stop using the word Kirov and I, I wanna using I want I wanna use the word of caring about another person. See, I'm not trying to convince you to become religious. I'm not trying to make you religious. I care about the fact that you're that that I know that you're missing something in your life, and that and that I want to, I want to help you to, to to get over that. I want you I want you to be exposed to that. I want to try to show it to you. You'll make your own decisions. There's no question about it. But at the end of the day, my responsibility. If we say call you all the my responsibility to you is to be able to expose that to you. Now I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know. Like you say, you're you're far on the tr- far on the train to nowhere. So I'm going to invite you to come to a class. You're going to laugh at me, right? I'm go- I'm going to invite you, but I'm invite you for Shabbos, or I'm just going to hang out with you, or I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be friends with you. I'm going to 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 just I'm just going to worry about you and wait ten years till the golden opportunity, when when you have your first child, and we can talk about having a bris. And I'm, I'm again. I'm just. I'm just giving. But, but I'm, I can do all of that. Well, then, then long term, long term relationships come in. It's not about the quick fixes. It's not about the nows. Once you're focused on the other person, as a person, as a person, because because I care about you. Because when we say the mitzvah of we're, we're treating it like the mitzvah of, of tearing kriya, in the sense that oh, okay, I have the mitzvah of Let's open up the manual. How do I fulfill that mitzvah? Also, part of that mitzvah is to invite somebody for Shabbos. Okay, fine, I'm going to invite you for Shabbos. Because that's the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Yav No, but I'm, I'm looking at you and I see, sometimes you see a person that's in pain. A person's like, you've got a dark life. They're in pain, things have happened. You just want to reach out to them. You just want to help them. Right? You, want to, you, know, you, you feel so bad when you see them. Loyal, a person loses a, you know, loses a child. 
and and then they lose lose their job, and then you know then this happens, and you see the person's life is just crumbling, crumbling, crumbling. Every time you look at that person, tears well up in your eyes. You feel terrible about them. Why don't we feel then? And, and I'm I'm not really in, asking this in question. a spiritual sense. In a right? Spiritual sense. When I see you that you have taken that train off to 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 nowhere land. Why isn't my heart breaking? Now, that doesn't mean I'm doing anything about it yet. And, and it doesn't mean I, I, I necessarily need to, meaning I don't need, I don't need to stand by the train and pull you off, but I need, to, I need to care, and that's number one. That's, and that's where we started. I need to fetch. My heart needs to break. When, when I, you know, the, one of the things that I, I hope that I, I, I can pride myself on, that in all of my years in America, that I, I came with a sensitivity to 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 kedusha Shabbos, and I left with that sensitivity of kedusha Shabbos. Though I had to be civil, I had to handle and deal with so much non kedusha Shabbos around me. But that every time, every t- I mean, I, I can tell stories, but every time I would see somebody, you know, somebody would drive past me and wave on Shabbos. Right, I remember the the day that Rabin. Shat. It was on Mutsoi Shabbos here. And it was Shabbos, Shabbos morning. morning. And the guy swung his car around. We were walking out of the old shul. Right? So we were walking the, down, the, the, down the stairs in the, the professional center. So down the back stairs that were by the parking lot. Um, by the parking lot, by the uh, residence inn. Right. So so we walked down the stairs. The guy swings by and he says, Rabbi, Rabbi, you know, someone it was, it was a rabbi was killed. And, and I, right there, it was like I was a deer in the head. I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I can't have that information. Shabbos Kaddish. And you just got it off the radio. In, oh in your car. And, and it just, it, it, it made the death of Rabin, it, it, it just made it, it, it like magnified it to a place that it was, it was just so powerfully heavy to me. It like, it, it like exploded inside of me. But it wasn't just about the fact that Rabin, that Ayid was killed. But that there was a yid who was Michal Shabbos to let me know that the, the, the that he was killed. And and it's just I listen, I sit here, there's very few cars, I know very few cars, and a lot of them are, are military cars and security Police, cars and whatever, right. and Hatsala and stuff like that. Because you can see from the driver as they drive by, you know, that's Hatsala guy. But you get you you have some here. There are some cars that drive by, and it's just so painful. I see kids on their phones on Shabbos. See, I saw the other day. The, the, yeah, I saw this past Shabbos. I saw a kid sitting, and, and oblivious to everybody around him, he was sitting. So I shouldn't say sort of. He was sitting in the open, and he was he was on his phone. He was, he was, he was watching a movie. And and just the catch. And I go over to the kid and smack him, and I also didn't go over to the kid and say to him, "Dude, what's going on?" Because I w- I wasn't in that place. I don't know the kid. I just don't you know. There has to be a little bit more. Um, professionalism, a little more sensitivity to it in order to be able to actually bring sure, it to the It's about myself. long term. It's not about the Shabbos Correct. now. It's about long term. Correct. But step number one is, is that it's got to bother you. And that's not about Kirov. That's about caring about other people. And that's why I think that we got to get away from the word Kirov. Not being mikarev you. I'm caring about you. And I'm caring about your, your neshama that's about to be lost that maybe is, is lost on some level. But I'm caring about you and I'm worrying. Right now, I'm worrying about how I can help you. Right. Um, also, just to, for, for the listeners who, um, who know the shul and know 
and no um, adat yeshur. And so you'll definitely be nodding your head as I say this. But well, as I when I grew up, I never first of all I never knew there was a word kiruv. We didn't do kiruv. We our shul and everybody knows this um, was a was an orthodox shul is an orthodox shul, and it's it's open and and uh, it's a warm a very warm environment. So you may have people who are not keeping Shabbos the way you do, <laughs> and who are who are coming to shul in different ways and modes of transportation. And uh, a there was never. There was never looking down, so whether whether you're a listener who, um, who who you know who does, does it doesn't matter. The point is is that you can all nod your head and say there was a warm environment on Shabbos specifically, which is the heat of the moment. Let's say it still was warm, and it was never about how can we make the other stop, how can we make the other keep it like us. It was how can we create an environment that the the good is known. It's known what it is, and and people want to do. And Baruch Hashem, I think that it was successful for lots of people. It wasn't in your face. There was serious Torah learning going on all the time in the shul. And if you wanted to come, you could come. And if you didn't, you didn't. And there were opportunities for all, all different levels as well. It wasn't just one level and that's it. There was everything because there was a there was a there was an understanding of let's. Um, I care about you, and I want to give you opportunities. And it could be that opportunity is too great, and this one's this one's good for you. We'll give opportunities to everyone. You know, we. Um, I remember that there was certain events that certain people came, and they were very involved in. People who perhaps um, didn't come every Shabbos to Shul, and all of a sudden this this event, woof, they were in because there was a connection for everybody, and and. And I remember that at those events, that's where you built your relationship. And mommy built the relationship with people through those events because that was what that was that was how they were connected. That's how you're connected. And let's let's put a charge in, you know, let's charge it, whatever kind of charger you're using. And um, I think that that I think it's being lost a little bit. And I think as we pull further away from our connection with Hashem and with the excitement and the love of our involvement in Torah and Judaism, I think that. Kiruv becomes more of a separate, you know, Kiruv, we need to name it, we need to box it, it needs to have professionals because it needs to be done rather than just rally the troops and people to understand that this it is being done. If you live as a proud Jew, you, it is being done. Just to end off, I, this this rant is that when I, in, I don't live in a religious neighborhood and Shabbos is, as you're as you're describing here, with one for everyone, and we're a little scion of Shabbos in, within the uh, within the greater community. But I feel that keeping Shabbos, walking outside, looking nice, walking to shul on time, saying hello to people again, not not saying Shabbos, you know, Shabbos, you want to come for Cholent, like not not doing any um, any heavy cure of tactics, let's say, but just being from and making a kiddush Hashem. And showing people that it's geschmack to zayin a yid, and it's geschmack to be a Jew, um, is it, it of itself is doing something. I feel every Shabbos we chip away, and every Shabbos my kids go outside happy, and they're um, it, we're, we're we're showing that there, there's something here. I, I agree with you 100. percent Want to say a few things? First of all, we do need a little professionalism, only in as much as there are ways to approach people with questions, people that are not on the train, to to try to interest them on the train, so that. In that sense, you know, some training is not a bad. The idea. train you're saying the other yeah, way. Yeah, that's that, that's not a bad idea, but only on that level. 
That, that's just the, just the, well, the, it's like social tactics. Yeah, like, you, you know, you right. got to teach people if, you, if you're going to have a, an educator, so he needs to learn social tactics, how to deal with, with students and right. how to deal. Yeah. Have you discipline? Have discipline. You, yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a chachma to being social, right. uh, to, to being socially appropriate, how to offer that challenge. <laughs> right. Second thing I want to say is, is that what happens if we, if we change it and, and we change this conversation? We're not talking at all about, um, uh, about religion. I don't know religion. We're talking about drug addiction, which Kuliyama, everybody agrees that drug addiction is not a good thing. Anybody who says that drug addiction is fine, drug addiction is fine, is you know, drug is, addiction is, yeah. is addicted, and they're just trying to justify themselves. Yeah, drug addiction is a problem. Okay, so when we see a person who's who is addicted to drugs, what do we do? Right, we cry. We feel we feel really bad. And we try to figure out a way, a tactical way, how can we get them to a rehab? How can we get them to talk to somebody? When, let, let's, let's, change, let's change the scenario again, and let's talk about um, anger management. We see somebody who's got anger management problems. We, we feel really bad for them. What happens when we see somebody with a marriage, and their marriage is dissolving? And we, see, we, we, feel, we feel terrible for them, and we want to figure out, even if we're not close to them, is there some way that I could, I could get a message to them, some way that we can get somebody, who do we know that could talk to them to try to encourage them to go to counseling? We worry about people. All of a sudden comes religion, and we say, I can't stick my Stop nose Stop worrying, that. right. But the reason is, Rabbi say, because we have convinced ourselves that I'm okay, you're okay. And it's not that. This is not being judgmental. This is not not judging other people. It's a it's a fact. You're either you're either following the Rebbeinu Shalom, you're in Eved Hashem, or you're not in Eved Hashem. And if you're not in Eved Hashem, so then there's something wrong in the world because we weren't given a choice to be Avde Hashem. We were created to be Avde Hashem, and therefore we have to figure out a way that we have to spend our entire lives. Maybe never ever influencing another person, but worrying about how we can do this, and and the opportunity will 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 uh, will appear. The opportunity will will arise that you will be able to do something for somebody, because when you love somebody, so then you're you're constantly sensitive to the moment. The moment will happen, and what I what the point of today's uh, you know, this rant. You know, we both had some, you know, a, a good a good run of rant, but for me, the purpose of the whole thing is we got to rethink our heads. Right. It's a uh, it's a symptom. If if Kiruv bothers you, whether you're the mikarev, you don't want to do outreach, nor do you want to be outreached. If you're on either side of the coin and it's bothering you, that's a symptom to something greater here, and and that's Sorry. that's showing that something something's here. And Thanks. perhaps we're suggesting that's because of our connection. And if we worked on our connection, then we wouldn't have podcasts about Kiruv as a, as a you know as a word as a as a theory and a worldview. Wouldn't have that because it would be being done. That's just how we would. It would be an expression of our our love for Hashem. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we want to we want to end the episode. But, I, but I'll, I'll leave with a, a little bit of a bomb. You know, whenever people talk about intermarriage, and they talk about the old days, 50 years ago, 75 years ago of intermarriage, 
and uh, and they talk about how you know parents would sit shiver for their children, and they say it was such horror, like like horror that I can you believe it? They sat shiver for them. You know, was it the right tactic? I'm not sure. I don't think it really inspired anybody. But was it the right tactic? Yeah, because it showed, it showed you cared. It was um, it's the right tactic for a person in their own personal avoda. They need to cry. Th- that's all I'm saying. Is it? Is it? In, is it is a the right expression that no. people should see, and we should maybe, make a big deal? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we can not. discuss that. We can but discuss it. But 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 is it? But but is it better than where we are now? Today, yeah, uh, it's better than where we are now. Than than saying that we have to accept them. I don't want to lose my children. What does that mean? You lost them. Right or trying to yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a strong a strong point and it hits home. Is right and and yes, it's a bomb. It's leaving with a bomb. Right, right. But 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 I'm I'm trying to wake I'm trying to wake myself up a little bit into into just this sense of that maybe my relationship with the rebunish lelem and maybe my relationship with other people maybe that needs to 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 to, to be reworked and that and that when I'm when I'm doing the things that I do. So I'm doing them for the Rebunish Lelem. I'm doing them because I want, I want more light in this world. Maybe that kind of stuff has to be kicking around my head and all of our heads when, when we do the things we do. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening. And stay tuned for another episode. And uh, pass the chalent. To somebody who doesn't yet know how to eat chalent. <laughs>